What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future passion. Explore paths to careers that will excite and motivate you. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu to find out how to connect to your future. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. A new Catholic bishop has been announced for the Catholic Diocese of Kalamazoo. WSJM's Ken Lundberg is more. After 14 years at the helm of the Catholic Diocese of Kalamazoo, Bishop Paul Bradley is stepping down. He's retiring, and Pope Francis has appointed Monsignor Edward Losey to become the fifth bishop of the Catholic Diocese. Losey is currently serving in Erie, Pennsylvania. I know that the task ahead is a daunting one. I am aware of that. But none of us walks the path of faith alone. I look forward to this journey together. As Bishop of the Diocese of Kalamazoo, Bishop-elect Losey will serve the nearly 80,000 Catholics who reside in the nine counties of southwest Michigan that include Berrien, Cass, and Van Buren. Bishop Bradley says he's retiring, but he'll still be around to help. To assist where I can, and otherwise to just try to stay out of the way. Ordination of the new bishop has been scheduled for Tuesday, July 25th at St. Augustine Cathedral in Kalamazoo. Ken Lundberg, WSJM News. Launching this weekend will be the new Bridgman Beach Bus at Waco Beach. The Greater Bridgman Area Council for Growth and Advancements, Tara Heiser, tells us it's going to be a free shuttle between Waco Beach and the rest of town running each Saturday and Sunday for the whole summer. So how'd the idea come about? We had a roundtable discussion meeting with about 30 or 40 businesses a couple months ago. And one of the things that came out of that conversation was a request for, hey, how about free bus service to the beach? Heiser says the bus will have several stops around town. Those who can't find parking at the beach are advised to park in town at City Hall, Toth Park, or the library, and then head over to one of the shuttle stops. Bridgman City Manager Juan Ganum tells us the bus is a partnership of the city, the CGA, and local businesses. I think it's a fantastic initiative. It's a great partnership between the city and the economic development arm, the CGA, as a way of driving more foot traffic into our businesses while alleviating some of the parking concerns we have at the beach. And it's going to serve both residents and visitors alike. Ganum says the city doesn't lose out on parking revenue because if the lot's full, that's all the revenue they were going to get anyway. The 14-seat bus has been donated by Sunset Dunes Inn and Suites, while several businesses have bought ads on it. Stops will include Sunset Dunes Vacation Rentals, Big B Coffee, the Bridgman Public Library, and the Getaway Grill and Cubby Bar. The Michigan Department of Natural Resources is reminding all Great Lakes beachgoers how to be safe. The DNR's Pat Whalen tells us everyone needs to know about the beach flags the agency will have posted this summer at all designated Great Lakes swim areas. Green flags mean it's safe, while yellow flags mean there's a medium hazard and you should beware of currents. Then there are red flags, starting with just a single red flag. That stays where you have waves in excess of three to four and five feet. Strong rip currents are present. We don't advise you go into the water, but we're not going to make you get out. And then the double red flag days where we will actually have a water closure on our state designated beaches where you cannot enter the water. Under a new state law, it's illegal to go into the water when there are double red flags. You can be cited for swimming under those conditions, although there are exceptions for surfers and paddleboarders. Whalen says the flags will be out at swimming areas where there are buoys. That would include Warren Dunes State Park. Grand Mere is not included. 
With each passing month, tensions continue to grow between the We the Parents-backed Brandywine School Board and opposition within the community. More from WSJM's Ryan Younger. As part of a campaign against sexually explicit books in the school, the Brandywine School Board showed a film called The Porn Pandemic during Monday night's meeting. The film attempts to show how viewing pornography can lead to pedophilia and other crimes, and it was used by Board President Thomas Paine as evidence why 41 books should be removed from Brandywine libraries. We've given every board member the opportunity to read the sexually explicit material in these books that are just really disgusting. For us to say that's not pornographic material and we need this in our libraries, I don't understand it. Superintendent Travis Walker offered a counterpoint. There are students out there who I would imagine could relate to some of the victims in the book. They might not be comfortable going to a parent with that. They might not be comfortable going to counselor with that. But when they can read how somebody overcame abuse, that could be of educational benefit. Ultimately, no decisions were made at this meeting. For the full story, look on our website. I'm Ryan Younger, WSJM News. There's a statewide push to prevent suicides. Henry Fourth Health is training primary care and behavioral health providers to screen patients for suicide risk. The program called MI Mind has recruited more than 200 providers around the state to take part. Dr. Kathy Frank helps lead the program. It's really quite staggering that in the United States uh, in 2021, over 48,000 people died from suicide. About 1.7 million people I made suicide attempts, and it's estimated that over 12 million people think seriously about suicide. Dr. Frank says the key to preventing suicides is utilizing not just mental health professionals, but also primary care doctors. May is Missing Persons Awareness Month, highlighting the roughly 94,000 active missing persons cases around the country. Michigan State Police Missing Persons Coordinator Jolene Hardesty tells us there are around 3,500 missing persons in Michigan at any given time, about a third of which are juveniles. Those cases often involve runaways following a family dispute. Hardesty says when an adult goes missing, there can be several reasons. Every case is unique. A lot of times we are dealing with individuals that are drug addled and or struggling with addiction issues, be it gambling or other addictions. We see a lot of mental health patients frequently go missing. Hardesty says it's a myth that a person has to be missing for a certain period of time before police will investigate. If you know someone who's not where they should be and you've exhausted all good faith options trying to locate them, you can reach out for help. The state's annual Missing in Michigan gathering will be this Thursday from 1 to 4 p.m. at Madonna University in Livonia. Loved ones and missing persons will gather to learn the latest. It's open to the public. The Cass County Parks Department is using a new method of fighting unwelcome vegetation at Dr. T.K. Lawless Park this week. They're bringing in goats to do away with it. Vanessa Frias with Willowbrook Farms tells us the park is looking to keep access open to humans. They have an overbrushed area where they play a disc game and they can't get to it because it's just overgrown with brush. So Frias and her goats to go business is bringing in the goats. We spoke and we've decided to partner together and take our goats there and get them to remove it. They are super efficient, super quick, and you're feeding them at the same time and they love it. Freya says the goats will eat just about anything, even poison ivy, and it doesn't hurt them. She expects they'll make quick work of the area to which they're being assigned. They'll be deployed starting tomorrow and remain at the park through next Tuesday. The goats will be in a fenced area, but visitors to the park can still check them out. And the Michigan Maritime Museum in South Haven will hold its annual Blessing of the Fleet and Fish Fry this Friday. 
The museum's Claire Herhold tells us it's the kickoff of the summer with everyone gathered to wish for a safe season. The vessels in our fleet, including the tall ship Friends Goodwill, as well as other South Haven Harbor boats, the Coast Guard Auxiliary, the Sheriff's boats, they all come out for a blessing as we all think about the season ahead and, and wish for good things and safety on the water for all of us. And then we wrap up that ceremony with a fish fry. What better way to kick off a season on the lake and on the water than to enjoy a good old-fashioned Michigan fish fry. The fish fry will feature food prepared by Captain Lose, and there will be a bell group performing as part of the blessing. The event raises funds for the Michigan Maritime Museum. It'll be $15 for members and $20 for non-members. It starts at 5 p.m. Friday and will run through 7.30. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg Report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwozhak, where furniture shopping is fun. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says talks with President Biden have been productive, but they're not close to a deal just yet on the debt ceiling. Staff-level negotiations between the White House and congressional Republicans are continuing today. ABC's Justin Finch has the latest. Sources familiar tell ABC News House Speaker Kevin McCarthy told Republicans Tuesday behind closed doors that he and the White House are nowhere near a deal. Speaking to the press, McCarthy acknowledged that with each day without a debt limit agreement, the more difficult it will be to push that potential deal through Congress. Pressure mounting as the Treasury Secretary warns the U.S. could be nine days away from entering default. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. The U.S. Surgeon General is calling for tech companies and lawmakers to take immediate action to protect kids and adolescents' mental health on social media. But after years of middling and insufficient action by both social media platforms and policymakers, parents and young people still bear most of the burden. They're having to navigate the fast-changing, often harmful world of secretive algorithms, addictive apps, and extreme and inappropriate content found on platforms like Instagram, TikTok, and Snapchat. The Surgeon General's tips include creating tech-free zones like mealtimes and nighttime. It's no secret it's coming, but now we know how and when Florida Governor Ron DeSantis plans to tell the world he's running for president, or maybe he's Alex Stone. It'll come on Twitter in the form of a live audio chat with company CEO Elon Musk on Wednesday evening, Florida time. The chat will be moderated by a tech entrepreneur who's a DeSantis supporter and is close with Musk. The announcement will be followed by a video release kicking off the campaign and visits to some key campaign states. He'll officially be pitting himself up for battle against former President Trump. Alex Stone, EBC News. Decades of church sex abuse cases have been detailed in a new report by the Attorney General of Illinois. More from Derek Dennis. The report from Illinois Attorney General Kwame Raoul ends a more than four-year investigation into clergy sex abuse cases in the state's Catholic diocese. It found at least 1,997 children were sexually abused by some 451 clerics and other religious leaders, the AG blaming the abusers and the church. Decades of Catholic leadership decisions and policies have allowed known child sex abusers to hide often in plain sight. And he says because of statute of limitations rules, many survivors will never see justice. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Police say a Missouri man rented a U-Haul truck Monday night and crashed it into a security barrier across from the White House just a few hours later. A witness says he was finishing a run near Lafayette Square late Monday when he heard the loud crash of the truck hitting the barrier. The witness says the driver struck the barrier at least twice. A 19-year-old St. Louis resident has been identified as the driver and has been arrested. Police say they believe the crash was intentional, but no one was injured. Video posted by local TV showed a police officer checking evidence from the truck, including a Nazi flag. 
And more than a week after the Homeland Security Secretary reported southern border migrant crossings dropped by 50%, House Republicans are demanding the White House do even more. The Republican-led House Judiciary Committee hearing candid testimony from Mark Hetfield, president of the global humanitarian aid group, HIAS. They're spreading misinformation and also information about how broken our border and our immigration system is. Hetfield explaining how cartels and human traffickers exploit vulnerabilities about the U.S. southern border. And that is an attractant to people to come in to apply for uh, asylum and other benefits to which many of them are not actually entitled. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.